0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, good morning on this beautiful Sunday morning. Um, We're glad to be together. It's another time to come and worship King Jesus. Hallelujah. We're so excited that you've joined us, our stream or our podcast. Manifest Church welcomes you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray that this message today, as you're watching, wherever you may be, uh, it will minister to your heart and cause God to draw you near. If you're far away, God wants to bring you bring you into his kingdom, into the family of God. And it's only through his son, Jesus Christ, that that can happen. And I pray that this message today will encourage and edify you, will cause you to want to know Christ. And if you are a believer, that it will cause you to grow in your faith and and continue to trust in the Lord in the days that we live in. Um, So again, if you're watching uh, through YouTube or Facebook, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the little uh, bell so you can get alerts of the messages. If you're on Facebook, hit the like button you can, uh, of the page of Manifest Church, and that way you can continue to get messages as well from there. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can hit the follow button and the little uh, bell there so you can be alerted of messages that come uh, as we upload them. So we just want to thank you and welcome you who are there. And man, if you live locally and you've been watching, we want to welcome you and w- want you to come and visit with us here at Manifest Church. We want to, want you to be a part Of what god is doing through this ministry and so if that's you we want to ask you to come and visit with us and you can private message me if you're watching me on youtube or uh, uh, facebook whichever and i'll be glad to talk with you and so let's pray now as we get ready to start father we love you we thank you so much for bringing us together to be able to come and 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 now worship uh, by opening up the word of god together coming to your word as god's people uh, coming to your word to understand what you have to say to us today. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into the mist. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into the in the, the rooms uh, of where people are, are, where they are, their cars, wherever they find themselves watching or listening to this message. I pray that the presence of the Holy Spirit will be manifested there and that Christ will be glorified in their lives. Lord, I pray that you would bring the lost home, that you would grant them repentance and knowledge of the truth, that they would come to know Jesus Christ. And as a result, Lord, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Father, we thank you for that. Lord, I ask you to empower me now to be able to preach the word of God. I can't do this alone, Lord. This is your word. This is your your, um, message. It's not mine. So, Lord, I ask for your empowerment. Holy Spirit, give me dunamis power to preach so that their hope or faith will not rest on eloquence of speech but on a demonstration of the spirit and power, Lord, be glorified today in what is said in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, we uh, today we're going to continue uh, in the book of Daniel, chapter three, uh, and uh, in this chapter we are going to see King Nebuchadnezzar attempt to cause all the people of the king of his kingdom to worship an image of gold that he erected. Um, and the title of my message today is the God who delivers. I want you to know that there is a God who delivers. He delivers from e- from sin, he delivers from addiction, he delivers from uh, all kinds of things. God is a deliverer and he's the only true God and he's the only one that can deliver us from our sin. He's the only one who can set us free from the bondage that we're in to, to the addictions of our lives. Jesus is the one who can set the captive free. It is upon him that the Lord anointed to be able to break the yoke. Amen. So we declare Jesus Christ to you today, that he is the one who is the deliverer. And so we're going to see in this passage of Daniel chapter three, we're going to see Jesus bring deliverance to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to look at these three Hebrew men who were, uh, again, as we have seen, they were taken captive by Babylon. They were taken to be indoctrinated in the Babylonian ways. And as a result, Daniel and his three uh, his three boys, right? I like to say his homeboys, they decided not to surrender. They decided to trust the Lord. They decided not to worship and to defile themselves with the culture they were living in. They decided to shine like stars in the midst of a wicked and perverse culture. They decided to say, we're going to stand on the word of God. We're going to, whether we uh, uh, where were saved or not, we're going to stand. And we're going to see that today, how they, uh, did not give in the king is uh, uh, the king when he called calling people to worship himself he was not giving a suggestion this is not a suggestion this king was making Nebuchadnezzar was not saying hey if you like when you when you see the image and you hear the music just go ahead and start worshiping if you would like to know uh, he had a command that uh, he wanted that was carried out with a threat to those who do not bow and bow down and worship his image and uh, this is what he said there in Daniel chapter 3, verse 6. It says, Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Can you imagine that when this image is in front of you, that it's erected in front of you and you hear the music play, you know, <laughs> when you hear the music play, bow down and worship. And if you don't, we're going to throw you into a fiery furnace, burning, fiery furnace. And, um, this is what the decree was. And so this is where we find ourselves. Um, I believe this account in Daniel chapter three is relevant for us today because we're approaching the time that uh, we described uh, in, or, or that, excuse me, Daniel, uh, that God had shown King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter two, where we were just there. Remember the dream that he had. Daniel was God had given Daniel the dream and its interpretation. And remember that this dream was his, this massive uh, image that had the head of gold and all the different parts of it. And each one were empires of our history of humanity's history. And there is a final empire that we, uh, we saw last, uh, the last couple weeks, we saw this revive Roman empire. And as we're approaching the formation of this revive Roman empire in our time, uh, we, we're going to see some things happen, Uh, We're we're going to begin to see as the days approach this formation of this, this uh, revived Roman empire, we're going to begin to see uh, that uh, this new world order create a one world government. We're going to see a one world currency and we're going to see a one world religion. This is going to happen. I want you to understand this. This is going to happen. It is happening. Um, And I believe that if it's kept back some is because god is giving people time to repent before the days of tribulation come on this earth that that the bible says that have never been seen before in, in man's history it's going to be a uh, it's called the the terrible day of the lord it's going to be a day of reckoning and um i take that from <laughs> a movie called tombstone where uh it wasn't revenge this man was after he was after reckoning it was a reckoning and God is going to bring to justice all the wicked and he's going to deal with Satan and the beast and the false prophet. He's going to deal with them anyway. So this is what we're going to see as we're approaching the formation of this. This is why everything is pushing uh, to this. There are uh, there are um, you know, we we don't fully know. We know that we're experiencing things right now. We can see some things taking place, but we don't fully know all that is going to how it's going to transpire. But we do know that out there, the globalists have an agenda. They call it Agenda 2030, and you can find this agenda on the web. Look it up for yourself and read about it, um, and and understand what their agenda is. And and to a, a a person who does not know the Bible, it may seem normal. It may seem like a great thing to to do. I mean, we have technology. We can we can just go wherever we want. We don't need borders. We don't need any of that. We talked about those things a couple of weeks ago, and therefore. To a, a humanistic mind, that may sound right, but biblically, we know that's approaching a, a, pl- a place of danger for humanity, and uh, that's why we're warning you even now as we proclaim. So as we get closer uh, to, the for, uh, to the formation of this empire, we're going, to t- we're going to begin to experience an increasingly amount of pressure to bow down and worship an image erected by this one world government. There's going to be an image erected by this one world government. And increasingly, we're going to begin to feel the pressure. Um, and it's going to come. Listen, we, we've, we've seen tests of this, right? We have seen tests of this pressure being applied on, on people all over the world. Uh, in the case of COVID, we saw how governments uni- uh, uh, unanimously together and sync in one mind and one accord began to lock down its people, began to administer... Uh, certain medications out there that were experimental and we're beginning to see the effects of that medication and and what is plaguing the world and we're seeing how people are just dropping dead normal healthy people who would otherwise not have an issue at all just drop dead of myocarditis we're seeing these things take place we saw how governments began to infringe upon the rights of the people where you weren't even able to to attend church you weren't able to To uh, see your family, they locked people down so hard that and neighbors began to tattle on their own neighbors. Oh, they're meeting together and they've got a a crowd of people in their home. And and these things were happening, not just in other uh, and third world countries. It was happening right here in the good old USA, the land of the free, the home of the brave. Right. This was happening right here in our country. We began to see Uh, this was kind of a trial run, a, a test of how they can simulate and how they can get everyone to move in the same direction. And and they used pressure points, right? They 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 used um, coercion by by saying to you, hey, if you do not comply with taking this experimental medication, then you would not be able to work, you would not be able to travel, you would not be able to see your family again. And so people were fearful of losing their jobs, of losing their livelihoods, and and therefore were were coerced into taking this experimental medication. So these things are happening even now and we can see can you imagine how how what will happen even now we saw how eventually uh people's minds started getting right and going hey wait a minute this is way too far this got to stop we need to open everything back up and and as we experienced in our country we saw m- many states begin to open back up and begin to to back off of these uh requirements and man- uh, mandates that they had on the people But we also saw other states who who did not care about that. And they continued to have this. We saw counties in different areas of this of states continuing to uh, keep the the iron fist over the people. And uh, we began to to see certain things happening within our own nation. And as a result, we're seeing a lot of things taking place. So this is not uh, uncommon. This is what I'm saying is it's going to happen. Eventually, people are going to be pressured into this one world system. And if they don't go along with it, they're going to be threatened with their lives. See, <clears throat> this was not a threat of your life. This was threat of calling you. You want to kill grandma. You want to kill grandpa. Are uh, you? You just don't. You're just a, uh, you know, you just a, a con- con- conspiracy theorist. You're uh, you're just all those kinds of things. Those are the kind of things they were saying about people who, who said, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to take my chances with real science and realizing that natural immunity has always worked and is going to work. And I'm not in that threshold of, 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 being uh, killed by this virus. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that first of all, my God, that he's going to take care of me. And if he doesn't, I'm going home to be with him anyway. And so there were people who felt that way. And, and, and even people who weren't Christians who were like, Hey, I don't want to put this in my body. And they, they stood and they didn't. And therefore, um, some of them lost their jobs and all those kinds of things. So we saw some of this happen within our world um, already. And, and that's just, again, that's a, that's, I'm not saying that that is the form. That's, no, that is a trial run of seeing how these globalist elites can be able to control and manipulate the populations of the world. And, uh, and they're doing it even now. They got your eyes on everything else. And there's things that are going on around the world, as Jesus said, and Matthew uh, 24, 25, he talked about the wars and rumors of wars and all the things that are taking place today in our time. Man, I hope you're you're awake and you're not in the matrix, right? That you're a lot to sleep, not thinking that these things aren't happening. And if you are, I pray that this message will wake you up from that slumber and realize that things are happening around us that uh, we, we are not really in for, but we don't understand because we're not in those places uh, places of power and we're not under specifically that spirit of the age Um, but you are nonetheless if you continue with it anyway so you have to understand that we are this is not something new you see as believers we are not to look to men for our deliverance from evil but we're to look to our heavenly father i mean that is in the lord's prayer right we call we ask him to deliver us from evil we don't we don't look to men to deliver us we look to god and yes god can use men But our hope and our confidence is never in man. Why? Because man is a created being, and man is uh, is not is 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 infallible. Man will make a mistake. Man will 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 sin against you. Man will cause. uh, We see it. We see it all over the place. We see the 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 hatred and the anger and the 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 things that are going on right here in our own nation, and and how much more around the world. So we can't place our hope and our. trust in in a man to deliver us, we need to look to Christ to deliver us. We need to look to to the creator of heaven and earth. He's the only one that can get us out of this mess. So let's go ahead to Daniel chapter 3. And I want us to look at verses uh, 1 through 7 real quick. So if you have your Bible, turn to Daniel chapter 3. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7 together. All right, here we go. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth six cubits. It set up he set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps and the prefects and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image But Nebuchadnezzar uh, that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, dragon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down, and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell and worshiped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So, Wow, <clears throat> we see King Nebuchadnezzar here, who is all up into himself. He is, uh, you know, he he is a narcissist. He thinks of himself as God, um, obviously because of the the dream that he had. You remember Daniel chapter two. Um, God had had shown him that he was the the golden I- image of the head of the image he saw in his dream, and that God made him a king of kings. And uh, all the dominion on earth was he was had dominion over everything. But he is not God. And yet he began just like Satan's fall would Satan wanted to be worshipped. See, he wanted to be higher than the most high. And uh, because sin entered the world and uh, men also are influenced by Satan in, in our flesh, in this this world, we begin to see ourselves higher than we think. And and he wanted to worship. We wanted people to worship himself. Uh, so he wanted people to worship him and uh, this was not good. They want, he wanted people to prostrate themselves and worship this. One uh, commentator says it like this. There is a discernible link between Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2 and the image he made in Daniel chapter 3. It seems that Nebuchadnezzar deliberately made an entire statue of gold to say that the day of his reign and authority would never end in contradiction to God's de- declared plan David Kusick writes that and I thought that was profound because you can see um remember he was the head of gold and and obviously no earthly king wants to, to lose his reign I'm like anyone anyone on top of their their game on top of the things you know when we if you ever played sports and or you you got to the highest point of athletics and you and you got so far at some point, your body can't go anymore and your reign is going to be over. At some point, uh, one, of, one of the best players that I, that I ever saw play, Michael Jordan, at some point his reign was over, over the NBA. Why? Because he, he, he just got older and he had to retire. And, 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 but, but this is the pride this man had that he uh, made this image all of gold so that he was basically saying my kingdom and my authority is never going to end. Well, he's a man, and he's going to die. The Bible says, "From dust you are, and dust you're going to return." So we need to be careful with our pride. Pride comes before the fall. That's what the psalmist—I mean, the, uh, the the writer of Proverbs—right? That pride comes before the fall. Be careful uh, of your haughty spirit. Be careful that your pride does not bring disaster upon your life, just like it will at some point in King Nebuchadnezzar's life. As we continue in this book of Daniel man this was an, a massive image and i mean this guy was you when know, you talk about ego uh this image was 90 feet tall and nine nine feet wide can you imagine 90 feet tall i mean that's huge and 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 nine feet wide now you we we might not think of that too high because we we're in a modern society and we've got skyscrapers we've got these massive buildings but in that time to build that they didn't have the technology and the and the equipment that we have today to be able to do that. Can you imagine the magnitude and the massiveness of this image? It was huge. Because this king had a big eagle, to say the least, huh? He was he was all about himself and he wanted everyone to worship it, worship him. That isn't any different than today. Today, we have people in positions of power who it's gone to their heads and believe that they are to be worshipped, that they're to be waited hand and foot, that they're to be the ones that they to be the ones that they're worshiped and they're the best thing that ever happened to humanity. Let me tell you something. There's only one that is the best thing that ever happened to you, you, humanity. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he came, the Bible says, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve and to lay down my life as a ransom for many. Praise God for our king. He came humbly and to serve people. And one day he's going to come to rule with an iron scepter in his hand. And he's going to bring to account all the wicked. Amen. God is going to come in great power. Jesus is not going to come his second time to be a babe and a humble servant. He's coming as king of kings and Lord of lords. He's coming as the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. He's the rider and the white horse is going to take care of business when he gets back. uh, When he comes back, the return of the king is imminent, It's going to happen. I want you to know that. So as a matter of fact, our society has the worship of self everywhere. I want to pull up this um, article I came across in my study. And it's an article in Christian Living. And it says, self-worship is the world's fastest growing religion. Let me read this to you for a moment. A couple things out of it. The writer, this was written November 10th, 2021. And the writer is Thaddeus Williams. And he writes, Uh, In their recent book, Good Faith, Being a Christian When Society Thinks You're Irrelevant and Extreme, David uh, Kinnaman and Gabby Loins document that 84% of Americans believe that enjoying yourself is the highest goal of life. Further, 86% believe that to enjoy yourself, you must pursue the things you desire most. Can you imagine? Uh, And 91% affirmed this statement, to find yourself, look within yourself. In our day, the Westminster Catechism answer has been introverted. It it says now, instead of a different way, it's been introverted. Look what it says. The chief end of man is to glorify and enjoy himself forever. One could even make a case that self-worship is the world's fastest growing religion. It is certainly the world's oldest, Just Read Genesis chapter 3. And uh we can see here in, in, in Daniel chapter 3 how self-worship is a religion in itself, right there. King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to be worshipped. Moreover, this religion lies beneath many of the most hot-button social and political issues of the day. I like this. He's got six commandments of this growing religion of self-worship. These are the sacred commandments of the ancient, still-trending world religion. Listen to this. Your mind is the source and standard of truth. So no matter what, trust yourself. Hashtag the answer. The answers are within. The next point is your emotions are authoritative. Authoritative. So never question or let anyone else question your feelings. Hashtag follow your heart. You are sovereign. So flex your omnipotence. And, and bend the universe around your dreams and desires. Hashtag live your truth. You are supreme. So always act according to, chief, to your chief end to glorify and enjoy yourself forever. YOLO. <laughs> Hashtag YOLO. You are the summum bunum, the standard of goodness. So don't let anyone oppress you with the an- antiquated notion of being a sinner who needs grace. Hashtag never change. The sixth commandment of this religion, you are the creator. So use that limitless creative power to craft your identity and purpose. Hashtag authenticity. (laughs) (coughs) Truly, Um, just looking at those, uh, I'm not gonna go anymore. Just just wanted to kind of give you a quick review. let me take a drink here. A quick view of this um, self-worship. you saw that that this is what's going on today. people are 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 really living the mantra that Satan has. They may not say with their lips that I worship the devil. they don't say that. obviously they're they have to be deceived. you won't just come out and say that. Now there are some people who are given to the the worship of Satan. Uh, in a, such a way that they boldly profess that okay? But most people do not boldly profess they they worship and serve Satan. but what they do is when they begin to say to themselves, "Not your will, but my will be done, now we begin to to begin to worship Satan. And so this is a part of it worshiping yourself and worshiping what you think is right and and wanting to be worshipped. Um, the king summoned all the government officials and the people to dedicate the image we saw here. He even had a band to play so that when the people heard the music, they were to bow down and worship the image. I mean, he even got the best of the best, the band, they started to play. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm messing around here. But he got the band and he got them together. Uh, think about the day you would get the, the top artists to come and, and do uh, music and, and cause everybody to worship this image. Hmm. seems likely some of the things that have taken place in our society where they've had music to to take certain things and to be able uh, they've had uh, musicians, they've had our artists, uh, our, mu- our, our um, movie entertainers, our comedians, all kinds of people wanting you to worship an image, wanting you to take a certain uh, uh, experimental medication with music and song, and making things fun, and and trying to coerce you to worship something rather than the Creator. Uh, yeah, uh, and I want you to know, Pastor Danny is not uh, against all things that you all medication. Obviously, that's not that's not what I'm saying because there will be people who misinterpret that, but that's not what I mean. Um. <clears throat> Man, if your eyes aren't open and you're not seeing what's happening to people um, I, I don't I, I just pray that God will open your eyes to see um, but yeah we see this happening he, he got the best band that he could to get people to worship um, and again this was not a suggestion this king had uh, gave a command and, and it would be carried with a death sentence if not complied with I mean can you imagine? That they came to you and said, if you don't take this experimental or if you don't take, if you don't take this image and worship this image, you don't put this, this uh, image on your forehead and on your, on your, on your forearm, then you are not, you're going to be killed. You're going to, you're not going to be able to buy, sell. You're not going to be able to do anything in our society. It will be carried out with a death sentence. This is what happened. Uh, And this is what now these three Hebrew guys our hebrew men are dealing with now they're dealing with a edict that was passed by this this king because he is the law whatever he said go there was no constitution there was no bill of rights there was no day in court he was the court he was the judge and the executioner when the king said whatever he said off with his head off with your head it was over there was no protection for you if the king did not like you you were in trouble And so we see that this was to be carried out. We saw this in verses 6 and 7. And now (coughs) an accusation is made. Let's go to the next point here. An accusation is made now. Um, Go with me to verses 8 through 13. Let's look at this together. Therefore, at the time certain Chaldeans came forward. Again, this is uh, Daniel chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. That's where we are. Therefore, at, the time, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. So here's an accusation. The king is furious. Uh, these Chaldeans had maliciously accused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, well, if you've been around long enough in this world, you're, you're aware of, of times when people are envious of you and uh, and people... Uh, Are are jealous of the favor that you may be experiencing at your work, Uh, maybe the things you may be experiencing with your family. Maybe your family is together. Maybe they're they're just angry with you because you're living a life that pleases God. Maybe just like these men, they were living a life that was pleasing to God, and they were elevated to statuses. Not being, they were foreigners. They weren't even. uh, They were not uh, of the Babylonian people. They, They were not from them. They were they were carried into captivity. King Nebuchadnezzar took them captive and they were basically slaves. And then these slaves, because of Dan, because of what God did by interpreting the dream and giving the dream to Daniel, they were elevated to high status and they were part of the wisest people of, of that court. And so uh, th- these uh, these other guys didn't like it too much and they were happy about it. And they wanted to get rid of these men. You know, uh, if you just understand, I mean, this is normal. This is how people are. People, Uh, all the time, you know, you ever heard that terminology, they step on you to get to the top, you know, and there are people like that. There are people, your job that are looking for ways to crush you in order to get your position. Uh, and you know what? You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to, 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 to try to fight them off in your flesh. Just know and trust God, because remember, they will have no authority over you unless God allows them to have it. That's how Jesus lived. Jesus lived knowing That, you know what, when he was before, Pilate said, don't you know I have the authority to let you go? And Pilate said, you'll have no, Jesus said to Pilate, you'll have no authority over me. I lay down my life and I take it back up. And see, you and I have to know that you, he said, not only does he do that, but God only allowed, God allowed you to have this authority. Because if not, the angels would come and destroy all of you and get me out of here. But I have to do my father's will and it is his will right now that i go through this and in our lives we need to know that sometimes these things are going to come there are going to be people who maliciously come at you to try to bring you down to bring an end to your reign to bring an end to your your happiness or your or the things that are going on in your life that are that that they want they covet what you have and they're angry and they're and they fight against you and they they um, they they maliciously talk about you. They do all kinds of things, and yet God uh, knows what's going on, and He's going to take care of you. But you got to stay in His presence. You got to stay connected to uh, the vine, right? Jesus said, "I am the vine; you're the branches." Right? We need to stay connected to our Lord in the midst of these things. And so you understand this happens. It looks like this could have been the case with because of what we saw these men had they, in Daniel chapter two. Uh, if you remember, uh, they 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 couldn't tell the dream to to the king and, and its interpretation. And they were about to be killed. But Daniel steps to the plate and says, hey, wait a minute. Uh, and because Daniel didn't want to die and he didn't want his, his boys to die. And so he said, get, get, tell the king to give us a few more days. And and so when Daniel does it, not only did he save himself and his and and um, and his friends, but he saved all these these men. and And, and I'm sure some of them had. Uh, some of them had gratitude for that and some like these were not happy because they lost their prominence in that society and it was given to Daniel and the three Hebrew boys and hey they weren't happy about that and so we see this happening there Look, uh, look, look at how high they were put in Daniel 2 49 it says in Daniel chapter 2 verse 49 I want you to see how high after the interpretation of that dream what King Nebuchadnezzar gave these these men, he said. Daniel ma- uh, made a request of the king, and he, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel re- remained at the king's court. Can you see that these men were given authority to, to 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 look over the affairs of the province of Babylon? I mean, you want to talk about an insult to some of these men? Now you know why they wanted this. They wanted to the king to know. They weren't going to bow down and worship because hey, this was an opportunity because these Jews are not going to defile themselves. They already proved it earlier. They, they didn't defile themselves with the king's table. And, and yet somehow they got out of that. But now but now this has got to happen. This is the moment that we have. And there are people who are doing that behind the scenes in your life because Satan is using them in their sinful condition in their heart. And, and they're just hoping for the moment to bring you down. But you know what? You don't have to be afraid. Jesus said, take heart, I've overcome the world. And he said, I'll be with you to the very end of the age. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. So the Chaldeans took this opportunity. They knew that they were, uh, that that the Jews were loyal to their God and they would not bow down and worship this image. And when they told the king he was furious and they had, that they would not bow down and worship him, it was an attack on that king's ego. Can you imagine, you ever, you ever attack somebody in authority? Uh, and, and dealt with their e- ego. Maybe you said something truthful that they needed to hear that they didn't like. And boy, they came at you with all their fury and, and anger and and lashed out at you. You ever had that happen? It happens. And this king was up so angry. His anger was, I'm going to throw these men into a fiery furnace and I'm going to have this thing heated up seven times hotter than what it is. This is how angry he got that they would not worship him Uh, we're going to see this, how God delivers them, but he is angry and he says, bring these guys before me. I want to hear from them that they're not, we're going to see if they're not going to worship. You ever had somebody in authority say, well, you know what? We're going to see if they're not going to do what I say, or we're going to put them out of here. We're going to make sure that they understand who's the boss. And that's what this King was about to do. Let's go on to God delivers us. I want My next point, you to know that God, the God who delivers us, God will deliver his people. Look there in verses 14 through 27. And it says here, Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, leery, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine the confrontation here? Can you imagine this king is, you want to talk about, uh, as we say in the South, he was uh, fit to be tied. He was angry. I mean, he was about ready to just cut their head off right there. Can you imagine the insult this king felt because of his ego and the desire to be worshipped by uh, by all who were in his his cabinet and the people and the nations? I mean, this was an incredible moment. This man was angry. (laughs) and He wasn't having it. And he questioned them. I mean, he mocked them. You got to understand when they're standing before this king, he mocks them. He says, who is the God? who will deliver you out of my hands. In other words, this man was so arrogant, so prideful. He thought that that there was no God in heaven that could deliver these men. A a created being thinking they were that powerful. Remember, no one has any authority over you unless God allowed them to have it. No one has authority over anyone unless God has allowed it. And the one who has the final say is God. I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what that's saying to you, but I want you to know that no one gets to say what happens to you except God. He has the final word. And they answered him, man, and (laughs) their answer really upset this king, obviously. And it reminds me, you remember Peter and John, when they had, Uh, when they had preached and they were brought before the Sanhedrin in Acts chapter four, verse 20, it reminds me of this. It says, uh, excuse me, Acts chapter four, verse 19 and 20. I want you to look at this. This is what they said when they were brought. Remember they were, they had just uh, healed the man at the gate called beautiful. Uh, And remember this moment where Peter and John, they're going to worship at the temple and they see this man that's been begging. And the man looks at them. He says, you know, Please give me to, you know, some, some money. And, and they look at him and says, silver and gold we don't have, but what we have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And man, this man got up and began to walk. And the pray, pray it was pandemonium. I mean, you want to talk about them? Is that the guy? Was that the man? And he is just elated. He is excited. He's just been healed. Uh, he's been lame for years. He's been sitting there. And a man gets up and walks. And the place just, they're upset. And of course, the Pharisees who wanted their power and wanted the prestige and wanted everybody to talk about them and not these, these, uh, these fishermen here that were following Jesus and we just killed their Messiah. You know, we need to shut these people up. We're going to make sure they understand. And so they bring them in and they begin to whip them and beat them to, to say, don't speak about this resurrection. And don't speak about this Jesus anymore. And look at what they said. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. They weren't going to be quiet because they have experienced the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. They have seen, they have heard, they walked with him. John writes later on, this is the word of God that we touch, we handled. They were with him and they weren't going to, to cower. They were not going to submit to their authority because they were going over God's authority and whenever a man wants you to do something that is contrary to the will of God then you don't have to submit to that you can submit to God you can understand just like them they didn't fight they said you know what we're not going to bow down to you and if, if God chooses not to deliver us we're still not going to worship your god and it'll be our fate we'll just go and we'll be with him forever because we did not we did not cower we did not submit to worship a false god or a king who thinks he's god we will worship the king of kings and Lord of lords only we will serve him. And this is where we need to be in our lives. We need to have this in our hearts that when that relationship comes, you're going to worship me above Jesus. You're going to, you know, young lady, when the when the guy comes talking to you, he's a sweet nut and he's, a, oh, I want to be with you. I love you so much. And and he and, and, and it's uh, so he can get into your pants. So you're going to have to say, I worship the king of kings and Lord of lords. I will not do that because that will violate this temple because i sin when i sin again in my body i sin against the lord and i don't want to do that because he 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 died a brutal death for me and you need to repent of even asking me of that and a young man as well if a woman is enticing you to be in bed with her and to do something outside of marriage then you need to repent and you need to say no i'm not going to do that i'm not bowing down to those desires within me that want me to worship myself and give to myself I'm going to say no and say yes to Jesus. Amen. When that drug is calling you, oh, you know, you got to escape your problems when the bottle is calling you and, and I've got to have this because all oh, my problems. No, listen, it's a lie. It's, a, it's, a, it's been lying to you. It cannot help you. It will not erase the pain. It will not take it away. Only one that can take away your pain is Jesus Christ. His precious blood can wash away your sins. His blood can clear you of everything. But you have to believe. You have to trust in Him. You can't put your hope in those things. Those things are going to fail you. And they knew that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that that was a false thing. That was not of the Lord. And we're not to worship. They knew the commandment that they're to worship the only true God, the only God. They're only to worship Him. And they're not to make idols of anything. And so they committed themselves to God and they understood, oh, King, you know what? I know that... um, we don't have to answer you in this matter. We know. We know who we believe in. We know what's going on. And it's fine. If this is what God wants, then it'll be. But we know he can deliver us. And boy, like I said, this king was so angry that he um, he, he, got this thing. Let's keep going here. Um, <clears throat> verse 16. Uh, excuse me. Uh, verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that means he was he was angry he ordered the furnace heated 7 times more than it was usually heated and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the the burning fiery furnace then these men were bound in their cloaks and their tunics, their hats, and their other garments And they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then the king, again, uh, let's just stop there in verse 23. I want to stop there for a minute. This man was so angry, throws him in there, and his own men were killed. His own men were, were 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 um killed by the fiery furnace. His own men died, throwing him in there. And I want you to see here, let's go on here. I want you to see what happens, how God delivers. I want you to see. Then in verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, rose up in haste. He declared to his counselor, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to me, they said to him, true, O king. And he answered and said, but but I see four men bound, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fire furnace and declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed. And no smell of fire had come upon them. I mean, God delivering them with a mighty hand. And there was a fourth man in the fire. Our Lord Jesus Christ was in that fire with them. They were they, the, the things that bound them were the only things that were burnt off of that fire in that fire. But they were not harmed. Can you have you ever sat and made a fire? I know my my, my wife, my kids, they, they hate when we do, they like the fire, but they hate how you smell afterwards. They hate that you smell like the smoke of the fire and that smell on your clothes. They hate that. Uh, A lot of people do. But let me tell you, can you see how powerful this, that there was not even a smell on them? It was already a miracle that their skin was still there intact. No problem with that. Not a hair on their head was singed and not even a smell of smoke. This is how powerful God is. What a mighty deliverer he is. And I want you to know that Jesus can do that for you. He can break every chain that is binding you right now. The chains of addiction, the addiction to drugs, addiction to pornography, addiction to all kinds of things in your life, alcohol, God wants to break those addictions. God is going to break them. If you would call on his name, he'll break those addictions off your life. He can, he can. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. If he's done it for countless of people, he'll do it for you. The question is, will you humble yourself and cry out to him? And as a result of this great deliverance, God made himself known to this king that he was the God of heaven and that he was a God of all men. that this king had no authority and, and no way. There was no one that cannot, uh, that can keep God from delivering his people. And, and what a powerful moment here uh, in verses 28 through 30, this king begins to praise, praise God. He, he begins to Uh, Say, hey, if anyone ever speaks ill against the God of of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I want to tear them limb from limb. He is the most high. I mean, can you imagine this king seeing a great deliverance and the testimony? And you know, if you would stand for the Lord, people will see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. If you would but stand and shine your light in this world, if you would um, uh, begin to be the salt of the earth as Jesus called you to be. Don't give in to the images of this world. Don't give in to, the, to self-worship. Don't give in to the images. They want you to bow down and worship. Begin to bow down and worship the, the, the only true God and, and begin to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, let's pray as we end right now. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is living and active. Thank you, Lord, for empowering me to preach your word. My prayer, my hope is that your word did not return, is not going to return void, that right now is convicting, it is revealing, it is causing hearts to be broken before you, and that pride will be taken away. It's causing the stony heart to be made a heart of flesh again. And I pray, Lord, right now, my brother and sister, right where they are, that they would humble themselves right before you. If they got to pull over wherever they are, whatever they have to do, that they would bow their head and ask you, Lord, to forgive them of their sins, to, 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 to uh, wash away the sin their life, to deliver them from their addictions, to deliver them from whatever it is that is binding them, just as you did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Lord. You are the God who delivers, and we trust in that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your word declares that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And I pray for you right now, if you're you're far away from God, that today could be the day of your salvation. Today, not tomorrow. Today, tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Would you turn to the Lord with your whole heart, repent of your sin, confess, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need you. I need you to deliver me from this addiction to pornography. I need you to deliver me from this addiction to drugs, from this addiction to alcohol. God, I need you to deliver me from the pride of life. I need you to deliver me. Lord, in Jesus' name, I need your help. And you said, if I call upon you, Lord, that you'll save me, save me, Lord. Not my will, but your will be done. If that's your prayer today, the Bible says that he will fill you with his spirit. And he'll do that for you. And I pray for Christians who are listening, who are here in this room, that they would remember the account of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the testimony they left us, the encouragement they left us to know That no matter what we face, if we stand on God's truth, on his word, that we will be delivered. Because he's the God who delivers. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for what you've done today in our lives. Be with us this week and help us to go make disciples. Help us to be fishers. Teach us how to be fishers of men. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. We'll see you next time. God bless you.